Welcome to Pressing In, the podcast where we press into the Word and the Heart of God and seek a glimpse of His perspective. I'm your host, Jamie DeSilvia. I'm a Christian speaker and the author of two devotional books that are unlike anything you've read before. Check out my website, jamiedesilvia.com, to learn more about my books. I am passionate about connecting women to the heart of God with biblical insight, authenticity, and grace. And now it's time for us to start pressing in. It's podcast number five, and today we are pressing into Ephesians chapter two. And the main subject here today, if you don't already know, is grace. Let's start um, with verses four and five. I'm reading from the NIV. Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our sins. It is by grace you have been saved. I just want to take a minute to press into these words that get thrown around so much in our uh, Christian lives. And um, one of them is mercy. Uh, Ephesians there says that God is rich in mercy, that his pockets are just stuffed. His his accounts are stuffed with mercy. Um, and mercy is an undeserved kindness. It Im- could involve overlooking injury or offense. Mercy offers compassion. Mercy leads people to be treated better than they deserve. Something interesting about mercy, when you think about it, it is only for offenders. Offenders are the only ones who need mercy, right? And the work or the effort of mercy is on the giver, not the receiver. The hard work is on giving it. The offender can do nothing to earn it. They can only ask or receive. And mercy implies um, a release from consequence or punishment. So what a beautiful thing that God is rich in mercy. He wants to offer us compassion. He knows that we are offenders in our sin that you know that we hurt him and we hurt others and he is willing to do the hard work of mercy now it's not hard for him per se it's harder for us to offer mercy but he is rich in mercy and he has saved us by his grace grace is another word that we throw around a lot and don't always know exactly how to pin it down and define it but grace is unmerited favor unmerited goodwill. Uh, Grace is full of benefits. It tends to improve one's position when they receive grace. And one could say, if we were going to analyze, that grace is a step further than mercy. You know, mercy excuses one maybe from or releases one from consequence um, and offers compassion, but grace actually goes a step further and improves a person's position and it is full of benefits 
And then again, the work or the effort is on the giver of the grace and the receiver can do nothing except receive. And the question, the question I have for us today is why are we so often wearing ourselves out trying to do the work of grace? You know, it's his work. Our position is to receive it and respond to it and be grateful for it. But I think so much of our striving in life comes from trying to earn the grace or pay back the grace. But we are called, friends, listen here, we are called to settle down, to lean into his grace and let him fill us up with his grace. Now let's move on in Ephesians 6 to the next couple of verses, verses 6 and 7. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable or uncomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So here we hear again about God's riches, this time the riches of his grace, not just mercy. And he expressed his kindness to us by giving us his precious son. Did you catch that verse, that part that says, we are raised up with Christ and seated in the heavenly realms. And I've heard some different teachings on this, but this morning as I was really kind of leaning into this verse, I felt like the Lord was showing me, I have a reserved seat with him in heaven, a reserved spot. And you and I are chosen and he is saving a spot for us. It's only not because of anything we did, right? But because we recognized our need for him and we said yes to his invitation. Another thing I love about these verses is that the Lord wants to show the incomparable riches of his grace in us. And it made me think, you know, we are his commercial, so to speak, you know, he is using, first and foremost, using Jesus, right, as a commercial to the world to let everyone know uh, how much he loves us and what he is willing to do for us. But we also get to be in the commercial for grace. And the Lord wants to show the world what his grace looks like operating in a human life. The commercial, we sometimes think the commercial is a about like our behavior and our words, you know, if I do the right things and maybe if I say the right thing, if I have the right argument, if I present the position clearly that others will want to, you know, give their lives to the Lord. But the truth is that the best commercial is his grace. It's about what God has done for us and what he continues to do on a daily basis. Now verses 8, 9, and 10 of Ephesians 2. For it is by grace 
you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So here's a whole bunch of um, encouragement about how we were saved by grace through our faith because we believed. It is a gift, gift, gift from God. We do not earn it. We do not work for it. We cannot pay it back. And it's so easy for us as humans, well, and depending on our personalities, we can get very fixated on the practical side of faith, you know, the what to do on a daily basis side of faith. And that usually translates for us as humans into works. What can I do to show God that I love him? And what can I do to show that I'm a Christian? And what can I do, 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 do? And there's so much about the faith that involves being and receiving. Right here, it says that works don't improve our standing with God. Honestly, okay, here's Jamie's opinion. I don't think he's really interested in our works, okay? Not in our works, but he's interested in the works that he's prepared for us. It's right there in verse 10 that God has prepared works in advance for us to do. So he is not really interested in what you can do, your works, your ideas, your grasping attempts at proving yourself or earning your grace or paying back for what he's done. Nope. He's prepared some things for you to do, especially tailored just for you. And the Lord is interested in probably less doing on our parts and more being, more resting in his grace and we could use some practice resting in his grace leaning back into his grace and it's not that we're taking advantage nope it's not that we're taking it for granted though that is possible but um i don't think we have to worry too much about erring on that side um, it's about daily recognizing our need for his grace and being willing to receive the generous portion of grace that he wants to give us each day because I'm gonna tell I'm gonna say something here you might be like me you might not be but I spent many years of my life trying to use up as little grace as possible okay I was trying to do everything just right so that I wouldn't have to use up a bunch of God's grace um, and that is very backwards and the Lord is calling me to take what I need of his grace. It's a gift. It's an abundant, rich gift. And the more that I am trying not to use up his grace, the further I am getting away from his grace. And so it's time to lean back into grace, use as much as we need, and be grateful for it and let his grace be our message to other people why am i so afraid of other people seeing me need 
God's grace. What if I was willing to let people see me waiting armpit deep in God's grace because I need it that much? I think that would be the best thing for others to see. Let's think about that for a second. Let's stop being ashamed of our need for grace. Now I'm going to, we're going to just lean hard into um, this passage. I'm going to read it two times. The first time I'm going to read it in the Amplified because it's lovely. It has a lot of um, expanded kind of definitions of words in it. I'm going to read the Amplified and then after that I'm going to read um, the passage from the Lord's point of view with a little creative license. You know I like to do that. So here we go. Ephesians 2, 4 through 10 in the Amplified. But God, being so very rich in mercy, and because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by his grace, that undeserved favor and mercy by that you have been saved from God's judgment and he raised us up together with him when we believed and he seated us with him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus and he did this so that in the ages to come he might clearly show the immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. He provided for our redemption. It is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves. It's not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the, the law so that no one would be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. For we are his workmanship, his own work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. And now the same passage from the Lord's point of view. We're going to quiet our hearts a little bit maybe let down some of our walls and really receive from him. Child, I am so very rich in mercy because of my great and wonderful love with which I love you. Even when you were spiritually dead and separated from me, I made you spiritually alive together with my son, Jesus. For by my grace, my undeserved favor and mercy, 
you have been saved from judgment. And I raised you up together with me and my son when you believed. And I seated you with me in the heavenly places because you are in me and my son. And I did this so that in the time to come, I might clearly show the immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of my grace and my kindness toward you when I provided your redemption. For it is by my grace, my remarkable compassion and favor that draws you in, that's how you have been saved through faith. And this salvation is not of yourself. You know that. It's not through your own effort, but it is an undeserved and gracious gift from me. Not as a result of your works or your attempts to keep the law so that no one would be able to boast about it. For you are my workmanship. You are my own work of art, created and reborn from above. You are spiritually transformed and renewed. You are ready to be used for good works, which I have already prepared for you beforehand on the paths which I set for you so that you would walk in them and live the good life that I prearranged and made ready for you. Open your heart and mind to receive all that I have for you. Don't be afraid of using it up. You can't possibly use it all up. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for saving us. Amen. I'll catch you next time when we press into another passage of scripture. Thanks for listening to Pressing In with Jamie DeSilvia. If you've been encouraged by this podcast episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit jamiedesilvia.com to check out my books and do come chat with me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook.